Welcome back to the I Can and I Will podcast. So as you guys can see by the title today, I'm going to be talking about my competing journey. It'll be part two. So I'm going to be sharing all about my second prep for my second show and everything. Um, and I'm also going to be sharing a little bit of my plans for when I'm going to be competing next at the end of the episode. So if you're interested in that, make sure you listen all the way through so you can hear about that. So without further ado, let's get started. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining in for another episode of the I Can and I Will podcast. So I feel like it's been a little while since I have posted um, or uploaded an episode. Honestly, I just kind of needed to take a break for a little bit. I've had a lot going on with the release of my Body Breakthrough 2.0 eight-week gym guide. Um, and quick note on that, the nutrition portion of the Body Breakthrough 2.0 is only available through the end of this month, so through the end of January. January. So if you are interested in that, make sure you check that out. I will leave all the information in the description of the show notes for this episode. So click down below if you're curious. Um, so one more thing before we dive into this episode, um, obviously, as you guys can see, it has been a little while since I have uploaded. Um, so I'm not positive that I will continue with an upload schedule of every single Monday. Obviously, I have a lot going on um, and my clients always take my my first priority. And so having a set schedule, having like having upload on Monday, I feel like might not necessarily always work for me. Um, I will obviously try to get an episode up every week, but it may be like every other week here and there. Um, so I would just say, make sure you're subscribed. So that way you are notified when I do release a new episode. So you don't miss it since I may be uploading less or like um, different days than I normally, I guess, have in the past, if that makes sense. I feel like I'm just being confusing now. Anyways, I'm just saying there may only be an episode like every other week, every now and then. Um, but let's just get started in today's episode. Um, I'm really excited to chat about it. It's been, um, a little while since I shared my first one. So, First off, if you have not listened to part one of my competing journey, highly, highly recommend you pause this episode and go watch or go watch. <laughs> You're not watching. Go listen to part one first. That is my 11th episode. So a couple weeks back and I had planned to do part two the week after, um, but then with new years and that I wanted to make sure I had a um, like that episode up through the new year because it really wouldn't make sense to have a recap of 2020 a few weeks into 2021. So anyway, Anyways, long story short, here I am recording part two. Um, so I'm going to go over, you know, how my second prep went, which was quite different than my first prep um, in both my prep and the show itself. Um, and then at the end, I will be sharing my plans for um, my competition season that will, you know, when that will happen and everything. Um, so let's dive in. I'm trying to remember even where I left off. I know I went and I shared my whole, you know, first competition and stuff. So after I had one first place at that show, um, that was in August of 2018, I had decided to hire a coach to help me because I really wanted to get to the national stage. Um, so like I explained in the previous episode of that progression of how you, um, go from a regional show to a national show to winning your pro card 
hard and all of that. So I knew the next thing I wanted to do, I had won the regional show and I really wanted to get my, um, experience on a national stage. And so I figured having a coach would be really helpful for that just because I was obviously new to competing. Um, and even though I did a really great job prepping myself, I thought having somebody who has a lot of experience would be really helpful for me to learn a lot and also for me to be a better coach myself. So I hired a coach and I will share about that experience. Um, his name is Paul Revelia, and I have nothing bad to say about him. He He's a great coach, um, and it's with Team Pro Physique. He's got multiple coaches that work under him now, um, but mainly I had chose him because, well, one, I had been following him for a while. He has a really, really great YouTube channel with a lot of educational, informative stuff, um, but I was following one of his clients, Paige Riley. You guys may be following her or may not, um, but she had a whole like YouTube series documenting her whole prep and everything. And I followed really closely and I thought it was, you know, she looked amazing. I liked how she was, you know, what she was doing for her prep. And I figured having a coach like that would be helpful because I knew I did not want a coach that had meal plans. And I knew I didn't want a coach, um, that was going to be very like cookie cutter and like everybody had the same plan um, because I had that experience basically <laughs> um, with my when I was going to originally compete in the first place. So um, I he was actually in San Diego, which is where I was at the time. Um, I was still living in San Diego. He was there for the show that I did um, because Paige was actually competing at that show. That was, I think her pro debut or something. Um, and so she's not competing right now anymore. She has taken a long time off, but, um, she had just turned pro. That was her pro debut. And the show I did had a, like a, a bikini pro, um, as well. So like at noon, they stopped the show and had the bikini pros go on. Um, and so anyway, she was there. So he was in town visiting and, um, he was at that show. Um, I didn't see him at the show because obviously I was really focused on me competing. Right. So I, I wasn't like taking the time to go try to talk to a bunch of people because I was just focused. Um, but I knew that I wanted to be able to talk to him at some point or another. Um, and he actually had a, um, a meetup planned for the following day. So the competition was on a Saturday. He had a meetup plan for Sunday and it was at the glute lab where with Brett Contreras, which I'm sure a lot of you guys follow him. And if you don't, you need to, he is called the glute guy for a reason. He has really awesome, you know, tips as far as how to grow your glutes. I actually have one of his books and I utilize that a lot with my training as well as my clients training. Um, I'm always trying to like continue to educate myself on how I can continue to improve my training programming and obviously just coaching in general. So he is a really great resource. Um, so he has his own gym. It's like a little private gym in um, San Diego called the Glute Lab. So if you're ever there, I would suggest check it out. It's in Pacific Beach. Um, and so I went to this meetup and it was him and Paul and they were going over a bunch of questions. So I went there and um, I was able to talk with Paul. And at the time, Paul's actually full. Like he didn't have any spots available for coaching. Um, I guess I kind of forgot to, to mention this part, which is a really big deal about how he became my coach. Um, I kept telling my husband how much I thought he was a great coach. And I was like, if I were to work with any coach, it'd be him and only him. Like he's the only coach I would want. And, um, so I told that, you know, to my husband and he reached out actually to Paul to try to get, um, me to be his client. Right. And Paul was full. Um, but he, after talking a little while, 
you know, he decided to take me on as a client. And so I was really thankful for my husband, um, who, you know, reached out to him and kind of like made that happen. Um, so I was able to talk with Paul and he was able to see me in person stuff, um, and go over kind of like how I looked at my show and all of that. Um, and so at that point I went into an off season, um, because I knew I needed to put on some muscle specifically in my upper body, but just overall, um, to be competitive at a national level. So he said, you know, you have really great shape. You have what you have, what we're looking for, what we need. We just need to grow on it. We need to expand on it and you to be able to really put on a little bit of size before we take you to that national level. So the goal was to do an off season until my, when my next prep would be, which I wanted to do a national show the following year. So this happened all in August was when I started working with him. Um, and then my, you know, fast forward a little bit of time, my calories were increasing. I definitely had a hard time post show. I definitely experienced some like post show blues, um, as well as just kind of overeating a little bit here and there, because that's kind of what happens when you're competing. You know, you're very, you're deprived of food towards the end. You're very, very lean and your body wants you to eat food. Your hunger hormones are completely off. So, um, I definitely had days where I went way over on my macros, um, but I was able to learn from that experience. But with that, I had put on a little bit more weight than I had intended to not a lot or anything by any means, but more than I intended to. But, um, so my husband proposed to me in October. So the show was in August. He proposed in October. And so we knew we were going to get married the following year. So I knew, okay, if I'm going to be wanting to get ready for a wedding, I might as well be doing a show anyways, because I want to get lean. Obviously I didn't want to be stage lean for my wedding because being stage lean is very, very lean, but I knew that, you know, I might as well do another show the following year. So Paul and I had a game plan that I was going to be doing USA's, which is a national competition that is in Las Vegas. So the thing with national shows is that there's only so many every year. So I think there's around five or six a year and they're usually begin in May and there's a lot, you know, there's one in May, usually like two in June and like one in July usually, and then one in September and then one in November. So they're kind of spaced out, but they're not really like very often. Whereas with regional shows, there's pretty much a regional show all the time, or at least you can go to one all the time, whether you have to fly somewhere or drive somewhere, like there will be a regional show. If you want to do a show, there's going to be a show for you to do. That's a regional one, but you have to be a lot more strategic with your national show choices, just because there are only so many. And that's where you do get your pro card. So if you win first place um, or second place at some of them. So the goal was step on a national stage and get feedback and see how I did. So I started my prep in February. Um, so like I mentioned, I had gone through a little bit of a hard time with post-show. I had gained a little bit of weight, but also we had just gotten engaged. So lots of celebrating with that. And then we went to Bali. Actually, it was actually a study abroad thing for my school. Sounds crazy. I had studied abroad in Bali, but yes. Um, so we were there for almost two weeks. And so you can imagine being in a, like a foreign country, we're trying a lot of different foods. We're not really working out because there was a gym I went to, but it was like decently far away. And we only went a few times just because obviously we wanted to have fun and everything. So 
I put on a little bit more weight than I had intended to, but again, nothing crazy by any means. I was still very lean, but not as lean as I would have liked to start the prep at. So we started my prep a little bit earlier than we had intended. So started prep in February and the game plan was to do USA's, which was at the end of July. And then my wedding was going to be in September. I wanted to have time between my show and my wedding to be able to obviously finish you know, with all the wedding planning, but also just be able to enjoy the whole process, not be like extremely stage lean or anything. So, um, we had decided I was going to do a show in June, a regional show first, because we wanted me to get on another regional show to get more experience before going to a national show. Because again, I had only at this point done one show and I became nationally qualified, which not a lot of people, um, go through that, like where they, they do one show and then go to a national show. A lot of people do a couple of regional shows, um, in order to be qualified. And so since I was already qualified, he's like, you know, I think it'd be really helpful for you to do a regional show to get more practice posing and stuff on stage because the national show is a lot more intense and you're on stage a lot more. So we decided to do a regional show and a game plan was to do one that was June 8th in San Diego. So at the time I was still living in San Diego, but I was getting ready to be moving. So we would be, the game plan was to do that show basically June 8th. Um, actually I think before we even decided June 8th, there was a show in May that I had decided. Um, and then we would be after that moving to Tennessee and then I would finish basically my prep in Tennessee and then fly out to Las Vegas for the national show. And so I, you know, was doing prep and it was, my body was not responding as well as it had the first prep. It was pretty stubborn to respond. Um, so it required more cardio, a little bit lower calories. Um, and looking back, I really think it was my stress level. I was extremely stressed because at this time I was graduating from college. So I'm finishing up all my classes. I had huge projects to finish with that. Um, I was still doing my training. Um, and then I can't remember if I was still training in person at this time or if I was doing some of it online. I No, I think I was doing it online, but I only had a few clients at that time. Um, and then I was, I already mentioned that I graduated. I was getting ready for the wedding, right? Planning the wedding and then we're moving. So a lot of huge life events. So first things first, if you are planning to compete, um, my biggest tip is do not plan a show around very big life events. And I learned that the hard way. Um, just because my stress level was through the roof with a million things going on. Oh, I did leave out the fact that we were, um, basically flipping my husband's house. So we renovated the house, um, and got it ready so we could sell it. Um, and then to, you know, utilize that money, take it with us to Tennessee and buy a house in Tennessee. So we were doing a lot of things that are very big life events that don't normally happen all at once, meaning graduating, moving the, moving across the country, renovating and selling your home and getting married. Like that's a heck of a lot of things. And then add prep on top of that. Um, and the thing with prep is that you can't be off. You can't be off on your macros. You can't miss a workout. You can't miss cardio. I mean, you can, if you want to lose, but if you want to show up and you want to show up your best and bring your a game. And when you step on stage, know that you did everything you possibly could to be there. Then you won't miss cardio. You won't miss a workout. You won't miss opposing. You won't miss foods. Like you will, you will do what you have to do. 
And so that's exactly what I did. Sometimes that would mean waking up at 6 a.m., getting my cardio done. Um, I even purchased a treadmill for my house to have. Um, I got it off Craigslist. It was like 200 bucks or something um, because that was the easiest way for me able to get cardio done first thing in the morning, go to um, school, go home, help with the house and stuff, go to the gym in the evening, work out, come back basically do it all over again. Um, so that was my life for a long time. I was very much just very strict tunnel vision. I was doing a million things, but like making sure I was trying to succeed at all of them. And so don't get me wrong. I definitely like made a lot of progress and I definitely, you know, got down in weight, but it got to a point where my body was like stalling and I wasn't really seeing a lot more progress. Um, and we still had a good amount to lose. And so we knew I was not going to be ready in time for the show that we had originally intended on, which was that May show. So we moved it to June 8th instead. Um, and then that show came or like the show date was getting closer and we realized, you know, there's just no way I was going to be ready in time. Um, because I still had, you know, I wanted to obviously be really competitive. And so we're like, okay, let's, you know, scratch that. We're not going to do the June 8th show. Um, so at this point we don't really have a show date picked out. I'm just prepping. Um, and I've been in prep since February. So a very long time, um, without actually have having a show that I've done. Um, So anyways, we decided to move earlier to Tennessee because now there was no reason to stay for me to do a show there. And we had already sold our house a little bit earlier than we had originally like thought maybe we had, we had planned it would take a little while. The process ended up being quicker. Um, And so we moved across the state or across the state. No, we moved across the country. We drove all the way from San Diego to Tennessee and I was on prep. Okay. Let me just tell you right there. I didn't hit, I did not miss macros. I did not miss a cardio session and I did not miss a training session. And I drove for 10 and a half hours, three days. And DJ, my husband was in his car and I'm in my car. So we're both driving our cars to Tennessee. So I'm driving the whole time, you know, by basically by myself in the car. Although I had our dog hope. That was the agreement. I told my husband, I was like, that's fine with me. As long as I can have hope in the car to keep me company. I feel like she's kind of like my dog. Like, you know, DJ loves hope and hope loves DJ, but like for real, she's my dog. Let's, let's be honest. Um, but anyways, let's get back on track. Um, so I did not miss a single thing. I was on point. You know, I looked in advance. I planned out where we were going to stay, like where our stops were going to be. Um, our first stop was, I think we'd stayed in New Mexico. Um, and then from there we stayed in Texas. And then the last day we were able to, finish our drive out and get to Tennessee. So I mapped out, you know, I planned my rest day for one of those days, um, which was going to be like the furthest driving day. And then I looked at where we were staying. I had already like booked us a hotel and how to find dog friendly ones. And I found a hotel or like a gym near each one. And I woke up early that morning at like 5am, went and did my cardio, went and did my workout, came back, showered, packed up, got ready, drove 10 and a half hours. And I would pre-track my food in my fitness pal. So I knew what I was going to eat when we were going to stop. I had Chick-fil-A grilled chicken sandwich. I had beef jerky to help get my protein. And I had protein bars. Um, we brought a lot of snacks. Like we made some like, uh, sandwiches with like lunch meat and stuff. So I was able to stay fully on track but we also did do a slight increase in macros just for those three days, um, almost like a mini diet break, but that doesn't mean you're not like tracking and you're not on your diet, like 
like I said, I hit my macros. I just had a little bit higher calories. So that way I could be a little bit more mentally focused and also to be able to hit my macros easier while traveling. Um, the reason I wanted to explain all of that is because if you have a goal, you will make it happen. So I, as difficult as that sounds, like how are you able to be on point and prep when driving across the country and driving 10 and a half hours each day and still get your workouts and still do your cardio and still hit your macros is because I had a goal. I made it happen. And it's because I, it was my priority. And trust me, it's not like every goal I set, I always accomplish. If you set goals that are not truly a priority for you, you're not going to accomplish them. So I'm very... Um, picky about the goals I set because I want them to be difficult goals to reach, but still goals I can reach. Um, and something that I truly will follow through and prioritize. So anyways, um, we had traveled across the country at this point, still don't have a show date picked out. We are staying at my husband has like a a house he owns up north from where we live right now. It's like North Tennessee um, that his cousin stays in and he rents out to his cousin stuff. But we were able to stay there for about a week and a half before we found an apartment because we traveled across the country without an apartment um, picked out because we didn't know where exactly we wanted to live in this area. The reason we moved, by the way, is for my husband's work. Um, he worked with his dad's um, pool table company and they own all house and billiards. So we stayed at that house for a couple weeks and then we had found an apartment, moved in there. And the reason I'm telling you guys all this like story that doesn't really have anything to do with prep is because this is how chaotic my life was, <laughs> which actually did really affect my prep. Um, so we had moved into the apartment and at this point we still didn't have a specific show date picked out, but we were looking at a few different options. Um, and so I you know, I had to find a show that's now closer to me because in San Diego, there's a lot of shows. Um, but where I'm in, in Tennessee, there's not as many. So I kind of figured that I was going to have to fly somewhere. So anyways, I'm continuing prep. Um, and we pick out a show that's in Florida. And, um, so that was the show was picked out was July 20th. Um, and we were still planning on me doing, um, NPC USA's, which is that national show. And that's actually July 27th and 28th. So literally the weekend after the show, I was doing the regional show was the, um, national show. But the reason we had decided to do that is we were actually going to be in Vegas anyways, because, um, my husband's business, the pool table company, they had a convention out there that exact same weekend. So it just happened to line up. So we were like, let's do it. You know, like it doesn't matter. It's back to back weekends. Like you can still, you can still do it, you know? So that's, um, that's like, was our game plan. So I went to the show, um, on the 20th, right. We flew to Florida and I, I kind of went into it knowing I wasn't at my best, to be honest. Um, I wasn't as lean as I had hoped to get to. Um, and I don't think I beat my previous physique from the year before just because I wasn't as as lean I needed a few more weeks but to be honest I needed to not be stressed because I think my body was just really inflamed holding on to a lot of water and just didn't truly look like hard and defined and like sharp right so I you know I obviously went into the show anyways and I um well I, I guess I shouldn't say obviously I knew I was good enough still to do like a regional show but like I wasn't I wasn't I don't know there was something in the back of my head that I just knew I was like I felt um like I guess not as confident I felt like I wasn't ready but with my first show I felt very confident I was like 
this is in a sense I was like this is mine like I I'm I bring in my a game like I feel good and I think that the fact that I felt that way too obviously I feel like I feel like your body follows where your mind is and I don't think that I mentally was as as there as I was with my first show so long story short I competed in my second show um, and this one I actually had done my own makeup for and I had done my own tan and um, my own hair and everything so that's a way that you can save money so I had gotten a new suit actually from Angel Competitions bikinis which has beautiful suits so if you do compete I would check them out I'm sure you're already familiar with them if you do compete um so I had gotten a new suit which I was really excited to wear it was purple my first suit was blue um and if you guys heard that first episode you know I basically put the jewels on and stuff myself But for my first show, I had, you know, I had gotten my makeup done and I had gotten my tan done from the show venue. Um, So I just figured that, you know, the first time doing that, it'd be more helpful to have somebody do it for me because this was my first time. I didn't really know what to expect for anything. But for this next show, um, I did it on my own. So I did my own makeup. Um, I had practiced a bunch because you have to have your makeup be dark to match that dark tan. So it's not like doing your normal makeup and it is like over the top makeup. Like you have to have like basically stage theater makeup because you're far away from the judges and with very bright, harsh lights on you. So having your makeup match and having it be, um, like fully like where you can actually see that you have makeup on is important. So I had practiced a lot. Um, and then I had done my own tan with a company called pro tan. Um, so I had done a coat the night, two nights before another coat, um, and then coat and stuff the day of, it's just like a hand applicator thing that you put on yourself. And then I had, um, DJ help me like do my back and stuff. So lots of coats of tan, (laughs) um, which I feel like looking back, I definitely wish I would have gone with the tanning company. Um, and moving forward, I think I will always get a tan from the, um, the show promoter just because it is very obvious if you don't have the same tan as the girls that are using the tan from the show promoter. And that's not a good thing. You don't want to stand out because your tan doesn't match because it's too light. It's too orange. It's too whatever. So looking back, that's something I really wish I had, um, just paid the extra money to have the tan done. Um, and especially my makeup done. I, you know, I thought it turned out pretty good, but matching the color was way harder than I really thought because I hadn't fully put on like six coats of tan when I practiced because obviously I didn't want to one waste all the tan it's it's decently expensive and two I didn't want to like be competition tan um so I had just put on some of the tan to figure it out so that way I could still practice um but it wasn't exactly the best I think my eye makeup looked great and everything but my face makeup did not match but it wasn't that off um so went to the show. Um, we stayed at the, uh, promoter hotel. So it was actually at the venue, like at the hotel, they had like a huge like room and like a huge venue there. So, um, I ended up placing, well, actually before I even mentioned placing, there was a good amount of girls in the show. There was, I think 15 girls in my class. Um, so if you listen to the first episode, you understand how the classes work based on height, and so there was a lot of girls in my class, whereas my first show, there wasn't as many. So that was something that was, you know, new for me. So there was basically 
two call outs that went out. So they've put like the first like seven girls and then like the next eight girls or whatever, however they broke it up. Um, and they just put you, lined you up. I think it was either by, I think it was by number that they had lined us up. So that's just how you started to go out. Um, and so it was a lot bigger in that sense. Um, so anyways, I went out, I did my routine and everything, which I was, I feel like I felt almost more anxious, more nervous for this, um, for that like routine on stage than I did for my first one. I think also the lights were not quite as bright. So like I could see a lot more, which one was good, but also two was like made me anxious because I could see the judges. I could look at them. Whereas like the first show, I couldn't really tell what the heck was happening. Um, but being able to like do eye contact with the judges is really important. Um, you know, you want to make sure that you're acknowledging that they are there and that you are, you know, presenting yourself for the judges. So I did my routine and everything. And then they put you off onto the sides and they are calling out girls. So the first call was five girls. Um, and as you guys listen to my first episode, if they call you out first, that means that you're in the middle. And that typically means that like they're thinking of you for first place. So they call out a girl. It wasn't me. They call out another girl. It wasn't me. They call out another girl. It wasn't me. I think I just said four girls. Anyways, they called out four girls and it wasn't, I wasn't any of them. And I'm standing on the side. And at this point, I'm like trying obviously to hold back tears because I'm not going to cry on stage, right? I'm like, no, you're not going to cry. So I'm like, no, we're going to, we're going to prove to the judges that I belong in this first call out. So I just posed really hard on the side. I kept my smile the whole time. I kept the eye contact. um, And they paused for a long time trying to figure out like the next person to call and they called my number and I was like oh my god thank god like thank god because that meant I at least was in the top five so um they had us compared and everything um and then they moved me a little bit um I did not get moved to the center or anything but I did get moved in a little bit more um and so then they filed us off and that was that. So I was pretty disappointed after prejudging because I was at prejudging um, because at that point I had basically been like, okay, I did not get first place, um, which my goal going to the show was to win the overall. My goal was to win first place and then win against all the other girls that won first place because that was basically like the next step from the first show I did where I just won my class um, and missed the overall. So at this point, I'm pretty down on myself thinking that I did not place well at all. Um, and was just really like upset, but I was trying to be hopeful. And I had heard that, you know, the shows that they do in Florida are different. Sometimes they don't always put the girl that's going to be first place in the middle. So there's still a chance that I could have been higher up. So I try to just like keep that in mind. Um, and then, so I started to think, you know, like maybe, maybe I am going to be higher. Maybe I could be second or at least you know, second, maybe even first, because, um, I was hearing that sometimes they will have the first place be more towards the outside once they've decided that they are first and then they'll have, they'll decide the other ones in the middle and stuff. Anyways, I think it was my brain trying to be like, no, it's still possible. It's still possible. Even though I think I deep down inside knew that I I missed the mark. Um, and so I went back for finals and I ended up placing fourth, um, which was a hit for me just because I had gone from placing first to placing fourth. Um, and that was really hard for me. I 
um, I cried afterwards. You know, I walked off stage and I saw my husband and well, at the time he was my fiance. And, um, after I got off stage and I just like had tears running down my face, I was just really disappointed in myself. And, um, I went in with really, really high expectations. I went in thinking I was going to win. Um, and so I was really disappointed that I did not get the placing that I thought, you know, I worked so hard for. And not only that, that I feel like I deserve to be higher. So, looking I watched all the pictures back I watched all the routines back my posing I'm gonna say hands on I feel like my posing was the best from all those girls there and I'm I'll you know say that I really do think it was I don't think my physique was the best but I think my posing was so that obviously can really help you um but at the end of the day you have to have both right um I feel like my my physique and posing was better than the girls that had one um, third and second place. I feel like I could have at least done up to second place. The girl that won first, I do feel like her physique was a little bit better than mine, just in the fact that she was leaner. Um, I feel like I, like I mentioned, I didn't go at my leanest. I was not quite at my best. So, um, I did not, I was not as lean. And so, also, the girls that had placed top three um, were all coached and, and trained by the promoters of the show that put on the show. So do I think there's a little bit of politics in that? Potentially. Yeah, I think maybe. Um, but I will say I was not my best. I, I, Looking back, I probably would have placed myself the same, if not maybe third or so or second, but I would not have given myself that win because I didn't deserve it. Um, I wasn't the best there. And so, and I'll be the first to say that, like I, I missed that mark, but right after the show, I, I tried to justify why I lost. And I was like, you know, it's probably politics. It's, they were coached by the promoter, which again, I do think was part of it, but not all of it. At the end of the day, if you show up and you are the best poser, that you have the best physique, you present yourself amazing, you're not going to get overlooked. Like there's no way they can choose somebody who doesn't have it for first place, right? Maybe they'll choose somebody higher for second place than they should have. Um, but you know, if you're the best, they're going to, they're going to notice that. And I wasn't. And so that hit me really hard. I actually remember talking on my Instagram story and crying there and being really disappointed in myself and sharing with you guys, I was super disappointed in myself. And if you followed me at that time, you, maybe you remember that. Um, and I felt just super let down about myself. Um, and so I still had a medal, but, um, it, to me, it was like, I was just super, I was, I took that hard, really hard. Um, because I went in with high expectations. So after getting fourth place and really seeing how I looked and everything, um, we decided I wasn't going to be doing the, um, national show. So we decided, you know, I wasn't going to be quite ready for a national show if I didn't even place well at this regional show. I shouldn't say, well, I placed decent, but I didn't place high enough. I truly believe that you should not be going to a national show unless you win first place at a regional show, because I think at that point it's kind of a waste of money because you're not ready. Um, so my coach and I had decided that that was not the show that I was going to be doing, which really made me upset because the whole time that was the game plan. And I felt like it missed the mark. And I think, you know, looking back, do I think that if I had coached myself, maybe I would have gotten there faster and better? 
potentially. Um, I think that I learned some really great things from Paul. And like I said, he's a great coach, but I think at the end of the day, he wasn't the coach necessarily for me. Um, I was doing a lot more cardio, a lot more cardio. My food was, was good. You know, it's not like he starved me on food or anything, but he was very much into steady state, lower intensity cardio. So I did a lot of, um, walking a lot of like inclined treadmill walking. Whereas my first prep, I did a lot more on the Stairmaster. Um, and it was a lot less time-wise. So my second prep was I got up to, at, you know, an hour of inclined walking on the treadmill. And then like two weeks leading up to the show, I was doing like two hours a day. And I'm, I hate to even admit that because I feel like that's awful. And I was always said I would never be the person that did that much cardio, but I did an hour in the morning and an hour in the evening. Um, and it wasn't like it had to be on the treadmill. Like I would take my dog for a long walk just for something like that. So it wasn't like I was doing like this crazy cardio for two hours a day. So let me preface with that, but I will never again do two hours of cardio a day. I do not think that was healthy. Um, but again, it wasn't like I was doing crazy cardio, like crazy intense cardio, but I don't think that that was right for me. Um, so I was just really upset that I wasn't able to do this national show we had planned on. Um, and like I mentioned in the beginning, there's only so many national shows a year. And so the next national show was like a few weeks before my wedding. And, um, so we thought, well, maybe I could do that one. But like I mentioned, we were going to be in Las Vegas anyways for um, my husband's like convention and stuff. So I and I also had a girlfriend that was competing in the show um, that we were going to end up basically doing together. Um, and so I basically watched her compete on her story and stuff like I wasn't actually at the show because I was at the convention and stuff. And I decided it wouldn't necessarily be good for me to go to the show because I feel like I would feel really bad that I wasn't there when that was my whole goal the whole time, um, which I was already nationally qualified at that point, but we just knew I wasn't ready. Um, so I actually, you know, was going to continue to be on prep and we were talking about me doing this, this show that was in August. Um, and my wedding was going to be September 8th. Well, my wedding was September 8th. Um, so I was still in prep, like when we're in, in Vegas and I actually, <laughs> I gave in and I like, I hit a wall. So I guess I shouldn't say gave in. I was trying so hard to just, you know, be okay and to keep going and to not give up and not quit on myself because that's really what I, I wanted to prove to myself and not quit on myself. And so I actually remember having a conversation with my husband in the hotel room and he was saying, you know, it's like you're trying to walk through a wall and you keep hitting it and you keep hitting it and you can't get to the other room when you could just go walk out that door and then go walk in the other room. And by that, he meant like me continuing to try to do the same thing I was doing wasn't getting me anywhere. So I needed to do something different in order to get me where I needed to be. And so, um, at that point, I, I didn't even know if I wanted to do another show or how I felt, um, but I felt like I emotionally needed <laughs> um, a cheat meal in a sense, just an untracked meal, I should say, because after my show in um, Florida that I did, that I got fourth place, which was a week prior, um, I actually did not go out to eat at all after that show, whereas my first show, I went out, I had sushi, I had a big, huge, like, I indulged, or engulged indulged, indulged. There we go. <laughs> I indulged myself on food at my first show. Um, but 
This one I didn't because I thought, well, maybe at that point we hadn't decided if I was going to do the show the following weekend or not. So I was, I ate a bowl of oatmeal and I went to bed after the show. So I hadn't had a point, like I hadn't had a cheat meal basically since like February, which I'm not saying you need a cheat meal, but like mentally I feel like I did. Um, so I got a burger and I got a shake or ice cream or something from the hotel we were staying at in Vegas and I ate it. And then I remember I felt really bad afterwards because I was like, well, I don't know. Cause my coach didn't tell me to do that, but I told him what happened. And I was like, mentally, like I needed this. Um, and you know, that was okay. It wasn't like he was mad at me or anything. And we didn't have a show date in mind. So I think mentally that was really good. And if I was coaching myself, I probably would have done that a lot sooner than that. Um, but again, you learn things. Um, I'm not, I don't advocate having cheat meals during prep because I don't think that that's helpful at all. Um, because if you're truly in it, you shouldn't need a cheat meal. But at that point, um, mentally and physically, I needed one. So I was going to do the show. I came, um, you know, after the convention, we came home and I continued to be on prep with the goal of doing a national show that was in August. And it was going to be like two weeks before my wedding. And, um, I continue to try to prep. And at one point I just realized that this was stupid. <laughs> I was like, you are not going to continue prepping because you can't give your energy to the wedding, to your fiance, to everything you need in order to be able to have an amazing wedding, which obviously getting married, that's <laughs> way more of a priority for me and way more important for me than competing was at that time. Cause the show will always be there. Right. Um, and that wasn't fair for me to put, be selfish at that time. So I had a really hard time with myself because I didn't want to quit. I didn't want to let myself down because that's one thing. If I set my mind to something and I have a goal, I do not stop. I will work towards it. I will do it. Like I said, I can and I will. Um, so I was really, I felt like I was letting myself down and quitting. And so I had a very hard time coming to the decision that I wasn't going to do it. Um, and that was super, super hard on me just because I felt like I let myself down. I felt like I quit. Um, but in reality, I didn't. It was just that... I needed to take a step back and take a break. And so, um, you know, wedding happened. I focused on my wedding and it was beautiful. And also I realized I didn't want to be stage lean for my wedding either. So like I wanted to have some time to put on a little bit of weight and also not be like tanned after the competition and trying to remove the tan before the wedding. So long story short, um, the wedding obviously was beautiful and, and that could maybe be a different podcast about tips for getting married or whatever. I don't know, but that's not what this one is about. Um, so I'm not really going to be talking about that. So then we went to Hawaii, um, for our honeymoon and, um, and then I decided I was going to take a long time off, um, and really grow some muscle and just mentally kind of take some time off. Um, at this point, before my wedding, actually, um, a couple of weeks before my wedding, I decided to tell my coach that I needed a break. Um, and I just wanted to focus on things myself because mentally I just needed to do what I needed. Um, and I have not worked with a coach since then. I've coached myself fully since then, um, which I coached myself fully before that, you know, I only had him basically as a coach for less than a year. Um, and so I, um, decided, you know, to take a long time off to really build some muscle and mentally be able to like decompress. So fast forward, basically I took all the time off from, I would say basically my wedding because I was still kind of trying to be on point enough to make sure I would fit in my wedding dress and didn't gain a lot of weight or anything. Cause obviously you still want to look really good. Um, 
So I took the time off from then until, well, now I haven't obviously done a prep or show since then. Um, and so that is basically my, you know, second show recap. Um, I think though that I learned more from placing fourth than I did from placing first. And I'll say that again, I learned more from placing fourth than I did from placing first. And that's because I learned what I needed to work on and I became a stronger athlete and a stronger person mentally. And now when I compete next, I know what I like, I know more on how I can mentally and physically prepare myself to be better and to improve. And I think having the expectation of going in and and expecting to win first all the time is not realistic and also puts a unhealthy amount of pressure on yourself that I think backfires in the end. So Um, you know, looking back at that whole prep, I feel like it was, it was exhausting. I'll be honest. It was exhausting. I love prep and I loved it at the same time, but, um, it was, it was not the right time to prep and I probably should not have prepped, but you know, I did it anyways. Um, so I think that because I had such a hard prep, that prep, um, I knew that I really wanted to take a long time off and just figure out when I wanted to compete again. Um, and I've had days where I question if I even am going to compete again. I had days like that where I questioned if I was going to compete again, just because also the aftermath of competing is difficult to see yourself gain weight after being extremely shredded. Um, so I wasn't entirely positive if I wanted to do another show, but I feel like in the back of my head, I always knew I was going to, and I always knew that I need to prove to myself now that I can do it and that I can coach myself again. Um, and I can bring the best package that I can bring to the stage. So I think the thing that hit me really hard was that I did not beat my previous self. So even though I got fourth place, if I had beat my previous look, I still feel like I would have been happy or at least happier. But what was hard for me was that not only did I get fourth place, but I feel like I didn't look better than my first show. Um, so I feel like I have a redemption. (laughs) I need to redeem myself, um, and both physically, but even more so mentally, um, to prove to myself that I can, I can do it. I can put myself through that and, and come out on top and whether that's first place or not as long as I beat my previous like first physique I'm happy and so obviously I want to win you compete to win and if you don't compete to win then you're probably not going to get far in the sport because your chances are you're just doing it for fun which is great you should have fun with prep right you shouldn't be doing anything that you don't enjoy but doing something this this, like this just for fun and with no goal of like taking it somewhere to me I feel like it's, it doesn't make sense just because it is so difficult and it really does take so much time um so I know that I want to take this somewhere I want to really see what I can do and how far I can go and So that kind of leads me into talking about what my game plan is for when I will be competing next. Um, So I'm not going to set a specific show date. I don't have any show date. I don't even have a date of when I'm going to start prep. Um, But I have a general idea, a time frame potentially in my head. Um, My goal is to possibly, and I'm going to say possibly because I don't want to put my pressure on myself of having a specific show date because I think that's also one thing that was a downfall in my second uh, prep was that I kept putting a pressure of a show date on where I feel like just prepping would have been better. Um, and then figuring out a show as I was more, as I was getting ready. So my idea is to compete in towards the, the late middle to end of 2021. So 
later this year is kind of what I'm thinking. Um, I'm not again going to give any sort of specifics because I'm not going to, I don't want to put an expectation on myself and put myself and like let myself down if I don't meet that or if my decisions change because right now I'm still trying to decide you know what is it that I really want to do time frame wise because for me in 2020 like I took obviously the whole year off it's been almost a year and a half off now um from being on on stage and so by the time I actually do step on stage it'll be over two years off um so I really focus on, you know, growing my business and helping people and and just like becoming a better coach in 2020. And I definitely want to continue that in 2021. So, you know, being um, an amazing coach is my always going to be my number one priority. And so um, I want to make sure that I have the time and the mental capacity to both prep and to be a business owner and a coach and everything myself. So I'm going to make sure that I do it in a longer time frame and give myself plenty of time and um, not put that pressure of a show date on. Um, But I will say, um, once that time comes that I start prep, um, I may not even announce that I'm actually starting prep, but I will, as I start to get more into it, probably announce that I'm starting it, but again, won't give a show date, at least not right away, but I will be documenting all of this on my YouTube. I've already decided I want to do a prep series. Um, I'm not even positive the name, but there's going to be a name for the series and it's going to be like what I'm going to live by for this prep, like the word or words, if I choose words that I will repeat in my head over and over again for this prep. So, um, that's kind of a rundown on everything. I feel like this was a long episode. I went super into detail. Hopefully this wasn't boring for you guys. Um, I feel like I could talk about competing like all the time, um, or just go really in depth on it because again, I love the sport. It's a challenging sport. Um, and it's very rewarding. It's very difficult. It's very mentally tough. Um, but at the end of the day, I can't get enough of it and I love it. So, um, I will be back on stage one day and I can confidently tell you right now that I will one day win an overall and I will become a pro one day. And I tell myself that like I will be an IFBB bikini pro because I want to manifest that. I will manifest that. Like it will happen, whether it happens this year, two years from now, three years from now, four years from now, whatever the case is, one day it will be my time and it will happen. So I'm going to end this episode on that note. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, so let me know if you have any questions or anything specific you'd like to see or hear about in regards to prep or competing. Um, I'm always an open book about this stuff. Um, so please feel free to reach out, um, if you have questions or if you want me to share more stuff. So on that note, I'm going to end this, make sure you are subscribed. Like I mentioned in the beginning, just so you're notified when I do post new episodes. Um, and if you haven't already, if you please give this a rating and review, I would really greatly appreciate it. It helps me spread my message to more people um, and ultimately just help more people and be able to do what I love. So I hope you guys enjoyed it and I'll see you on the next episode.